When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chip Tam and football. That's what Pittsburgh does. Feels great to say after we've been piecemealing it a bit these last couple weeks through the holidays, but we're back with a great guest. Should be a fun show. I'm Brian Batko from the Post-Gazette. Joined this week by Oakland's very own, my fellow Pitt grad, Lewis Riddick of ESPN. You just heard him on the broadcast Saturday for Steelers, Ravens, and Baltimore. And I actually bumped into him at halftime in the press box. And now we're here. What's going on, Lewis? Not too much. It was a crazy day, wasn't it, in Baltimore? That weather was something else, dude. Yeah, even the walk, like everybody's like, ah, well, you were in the press box. But I'm like, yeah, but I still had to walk from the parking lot to the media gate. That wasn't a lot of fun. So, yeah, watching the guys during warm up was, I was sitting there going, you know what? These guys have to remind themselves on days like this that we're professionals. We're professionals <laughs> out here working in this kind of weather. And uh, they played that way, especially when you're talking about Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's uh, it's funny when I saw you Saturday, I really wasn't sure if we'd be chatting about uh, the wild card round or the off season, uh, but all the roster building yeah. stuff can wait, man. We've got Steelers bills at 1 PM Sunday up in Buffalo. As always, we're presented by Pella. Uh, there's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella right up there at the top of the screen. Uh, they can help you save on your energy costs year round, schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Just go ahead and give them a call at 866 866- 593-1560. That's 866-593-1560 to kick things off with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. Lewis, you and I are going to kick things off with TJ Watt, actually. I wasn't planning to start here. Obviously, he's going to yeah. be out uh, at least a couple weeks, so who knows if we'll see him again. But mm-hmm. I think it can be insightful to get a national perspective on this debate. He, he leads the NFL in sacks for the third time in his career. First player to ever do that since they became an official statistic in 82. I think he's also... Top five in tackles for loss, QB hits, force fumbles, fumble recoveries. Should he be the defensive player of the year again, or are you going to send Steelers fans into a frenzy with uh, Miles Garrett or uh, or Micah Parsons stock? Now, you know, what's interesting is, be, is because TJ has had such a long run of productivity, it's almost like sometimes guys like him get taken for granted. It's almost like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, so he's leading the leading sacks for the third time. You know, he's, he's one of those guys who's constantly making game-changing plays. Well, that's what they do in Pittsburgh. And then, you know, some people will get so lazy so as to say, well, he probably gets a lot of cracks at it because it's called Blitzburg. They send lots of five, six-man pressures. He's the beneficiary of them, of getting, you know, free runs on the quarterback and all, and they don't really look at the quality of what this man puts on tape year in and year out. So that's the intro to saying – he is definitely deserving of being DPOY. I think the impact that he has on the rest of the defense and then the team overall is second to none. 
both in terms of on the field and off the field. And what's interesting about, about TJ is, as Mike told us, TJ is really just now, it seems like, starting to realize what it means to be TJ Watt to that organization and to that football team in particular, meaning he's much more aware of the impact that he has on everyone else and how everyone else kind of just watches him because he's not a talkative guy. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's not the kind of guy who really goes out of his way to disperse his knowledge throughout uh, the rest of the league as far as helping out other pass rushers and all. He's just a guy who really just handles his business. Yeah. So I guess that's a long-winded way of saying he's not a self-promoter. Some other people are. Some people are always on podcasts, in the media, doing interviews, constantly talking about themselves, their team, other issues in the league. Do you ever hear TJ Watt doing that? No, he's such a little brother in that way. That's what exactly. I would say. He's just like in Ever. the shadows and wants to be there. <laughs> exactly. But and and I think that in when it comes to this this, this kind of discussion, that, um, when you're talking about defensive player of the year, I think that hurts him in regards to like people have to actually look at the stat sheet and or do some work to go, oh damn, he did it again. This guy's <laughs> yeah. at the top of the list again because he's not out there talking about it, and that's the Steeler way anyway. It's always team first, individual second anyway. Um, it's just blue collar. It's Western PA. You know, all, all those cliches that really aren't cliches are just ways of life. After sitting down and talking with him the other night before the game, I think it's a one, two, three. That's like that. I think that's the third game I've done uh, of the Steelers for Monday night, for a Monday night uh, broadcast. That's the first time we got to talk to him. And I kind of sat there and I was just like, and we missed out the first two times. I wish we would have <laughs> talked to him before because he really is an every man type of dude who is one of the best pass rushers to ever play. So not only do I have respect for his being the guy who should win that award, I also have respect for just how he goes about doing his, doing his job because I can relate to it. I really can. I can identify with how he does things. So you, you would uh, give oh, him yeah. your nod. If it, if oh, yeah. Right. For sure. And even more so now after talking to him. So I just, yeah. Like I said, I like guys like that. I like workers. I don't like self-promoters. I get that that's the way of the world, and we all have to do it to some degree. Yeah. But TJ is more about the work first. And then if you ask him, he'll tell you about it. But he doesn't talk, he doesn't talk you to death. And I, I just really, really respect the hell out of that. All right. Well, the audience is, they're going to be even more on board now. The, the, if you read the comments, though, they'll be all happy with you, Lewis. So Good. <laughs> um, let's, uh, well, now let's get into the quarterback stuff. Um, I'm not going to set it up as Mason Rudolph versus Kenny Pickett for you. I feel like that's been beaten into the ground at this point, but we do now have another data point for this Rudolph run. Mason, yeah. I don't even know what to call it. I mean, how surprised are you by this? What are people you talk to around the league saying and, and thinking about him at ESPN, like carving out a storybook way to, revive his NFL career? Or is it just going to be a kind of fun little subplot we look back on years down the road? Yeah, I think in the, you know, how it's looked at in the league and how it'll be looked at through the national media will be totally different things. Look, obviously in the media, we tend to over-dramatize things like this and take a small snapshot and try to extrapolate it out over the next three, four years. And the league doesn't do that. Yeah. The league will look at the entire body of work. They're not a play-to-play, series-to-series, game-to-game. You know, they don't think that way. They look yeah. at the entire body of work. And I think 
with Mason, look, he's had many opportunities to kind of solidify himself as a guy who was a franchise guy, a guy who you could really just – who you would then just build the team around and say that's our starter. And he wasn't able to capitalize on that. And that's not being disrespectful to Mason. That's just the way it is. Okay, that's what he's done. What he's done now, though, and the spark that he provided – look, okay, the last thing I'll say is this. If they thought that Mason was the long-term answer, then they wouldn't have drafted Kenny, wouldn't have signed Mitch. Okay, they didn't think that. But they thought he would give them a spark. And that is something that – or they hoped that he would. And he's not the first person that uh, coaching staff has given that kind of chance, and he won't be the last. What is cool about, about this is when you talk to him, he went into this three-game run that he's on right now very free mentally and emotionally from any kind of burden or any kind of feeling as though – I need to be uptight. I need to be really, really, really conscious of what I'm doing. And I need to, like, he, he just kind of let all that go. And he said, you know, I'm just going to play to my strengths, trust in my faith, trust in the fact that they asked me for my input. There's a new play caller. We have some fantastic weapons. I'm just going to cut it loose. <laughs> yeah. Not irresponsibly, but within the context of, I really don't have a lot to lose, but I have a hell of a lot to gain. And it looks like that. So I think, Spinning the forwards the next year, people will probably look at Mason and go, this is a dude who could – could we get that out of him? Could he be a high-paid backup who we know we could bring in for a three, four, five-game stretch, which is really the very definition of a backup? But the kind of guy who you need because – no on, on a 53-man roster because I tell you, it is a top 15 position, top 20 position on a roster, that being the number two quarterback. If you don't have one – You'll find out just how it'll cripple your franchise if you don't have one when the time comes. So I think he has definitely set himself up for some nice options this year, whether that be in Pittsburgh or elsewhere. I I saw some of the comments that people, or rather that other media members made about the fact that people in Pittsburgh believe that Kenny's still the long-term answer. We'll see. We'll see how Pittsburgh, how far this goes with Mason this year. And then what that and then what their decision making looks like for next year. But um, my bet is they will factor in a lot of the things that were working in Mason's favor that weren't necessarily working in Kenny's favor early on in his career, namely play calling, you know, philosophical approach, all that stuff. And say, hey, look, could we get that performance plus more from Kenny if we put him back in there? And my bet is they'll go down that road. Um, and Mason will win no matter what, whether that be coming back to Pittsburgh or going somewhere else. He's going to play however much longer he wants to play, and he'll and he'll be paid um, a good chunk of money to do that because he's he's putting together a nice resume right now. Yeah, absolutely. He can find himself in that uh, Blaine Gabbert, Chase Daniel, Casey That's right. McCoy department for. Uh... Quite honestly, I think he's he's better than those dudes. Like like that, that he's. He, I, I, and I, I agree with exactly, you know, what you're saying. But all those guys having sat and talked to that dude, too, he's a step above that. He's got a little more of a ceiling, probably, yep. for other teams yep. to, to look yep. at. So. Exactly. Um, and, and, yeah, and speaking of Kenny, I mean, remember talking to you at uh, Pitt commencement in, in 22 when you were the keynote speaker. Steelers had just drafted him. I know you're a big fan of him, the pick. Yeah. Pitt. Um, zooming out, it, I know you, you think there's still a chance that they go down that road again, like you mm-hmm. said, but – do you think the the wild card that's interesting to me, Lewis, is do you think there's any chance the Steelers go back to the draft well? I mean, normally I'd say almost no chance, especially with this franchise, but I feel like Omar Khan's more of a new school kind of GM. His assistant GM, Andy Weidel, comes from the Eagles where 
what Howie Roseman was never shy about going QB and even had the famous yeah. quarterback factory line a few years back. And, and plus, yeah. I mean, this, this class coming out of college is pretty darn tempting, right? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I, you know, there's the old adage that um, the best time to find a quarterback is when you don't need one. Um, that is a Andy Reid staple. Speaking of Philadelphia, going way yeah. back to when he first took over there in 1999, I believe it was. So could they wind up adding someone to the mix via the draft, especially if Mason gets an offer that they just don't feel as it fits in their salary cap structure? Sure. Would that be a smart thing to do? Probably. It would. And that's not to be disrespectful again to what I believe is still a very bright, uh, bright future for Kenny. But I think it's probably something that I would definitely entertain, especially – like I said, especially if Mason moves on, if he gets out of our price range. I mean, you have to do that. That's just good business. And then, again, in the end, man, look, I'm, I'm a believer. I think there's too much in this world overall and in sports in particular where it's not enough of a meritocracy. And I think even for Kenny Pickett, even for someone who I love as much as him as a, from a competitive standpoint, if someone beats you out, then someone beats you out. It's just that simple. It's a production business. So. Yeah, I, I, I could see that being a plan for Omar, Mike, Mr. Rooney, you know, all the people who are making those decisions as they move through this offseason. It, it, it would, the more I think about it, the more I run that through my head, I'd be shocked if that's not, that's not something that they've already been talking about. Yeah, and obviously there, there's factors that come into play with value, who's on the board, where, you're, yeah. where you end up picking and yeah. stuff. And, um, and, and Mason's status, you know, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we've got more to get into. We haven't even really mentioned the bills yet. First, I'm going to tell you out there about Propel Schools. Propel's 13 public charter schools right here in Allegheny County built a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level for your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give your children the quality education they deserve. Learn more. Apply to Propel Schools by visiting PropelSchools.org. Also, a quick word from Goldberg, Persky and White. If you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma or lung cancer, Call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky, and White for over 40 years. Their firm has represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelioma victims. Call 1-800-COMPLEX or visit gpwlaw.com for a free consultation. Lewis, you you just saw this most recent iteration of the Steelers mucking it up down at M&T Bank like we talked about. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they did lose TJ in the second half. Um, if, if not, you know, if not for that, maybe this is a different conversation. But I know you're also watching Bill's Dolphins intently Sunday night. Yeah. What? to you is the recipe for a, a wattless Steelers team to go on the road and try to stun Bill's mafia at, at their house, especially the way they're rolling right now. Well, obviously 
Look, Pittsburgh's one of the very best in turnover differential in the league this year. Okay? So, in playoff football, cold weather, which they're not – I mean, they're, they're used to. Protecting the football, number one. Controlling field position, number two. Number three, what started this three-game run that they're on, basically? They've been leading the league in number of uh, rushes per game. Um, I believe it's – they were leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns, and then they were – Leading the league, I believe, or they were top, they were very near the top in the league in plus twenty five yard explosives in the passing game produced, and they all and they feed off of one another. That recipe has to continue. Najee has to continue going this way, not this way, that way. Because when he's going like that, he's a problem. He's been doing a much better job of that lately, for exactly. sure. Broderick Broderick Jones needs to continue to be, as Mike told us the current day version or rather morphing into the current day version of Marquise Pouncey, that guy, that nasty tone setter, as Cam Hayward told us, he's picking on people. He needs to be the bully and they need to play that way because when they do everything else feeds off of it and then hit the, hit the shots to George or Deontay who also showed you this year. Look, I'm not just an intermediate short route runner. I can hit the explosives too. So they need to stay true to who they've been and not turn it over. And Mason's done a fantastic job, although, you know, he he got a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card against Baltimore with the weather and stuff about not turning it over. But he's been very smart that way. you got to do that when you when you play Buffalo. You've got to. And on the flip side, defensively, make sure that James Cook doesn't get going because he has been the spark for them. I know Josh is someone who people have a love affair with and – his size and his strength and his I, I get it. I mean, he's he's a stud. James Cook ignited them this year. That's who got them going. Slow him down. And then when you're talking about turnover differential, find a way to get the ball off of this guy and make him because he you know him. He'll do he's that. Give, yeah. he, he'll give you some chances as is whether or not you're gonna take them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Outside linebacker is one of the is probably the deepest position on the Steelers roster. So, look, Golden, Highsmith. Um, Herbig. Yeah. How about that? How about if Herbig was two inches taller, he'd be T.J. Watt. <laughs> I know. You know I, I mean? remember saying that in the pre-draft process. I'm, not, I'm no guru or anything, but I, no. I was watching him play, and I was like, the Steelers are going to draft this guy. Like They, it's they, just, they, they it. say it, too. They, they know it, too. T.J. knows it. He, he mm. looks just like him. Keanu Benton, these guys have to show up. They have to show up and they have to create some turnovers off of a team that will give them to you and not blink in that environment. You know, Bill's mafia people, you know, playing them, you know, make you want to shout song that I used to hear when I was a kid, when I was going up there to watch my brother play. It's wild, man. It's, it's, it really is one of these tests for Pittsburgh that kind of plays right into their hands because this is a team that has a lot of resolve, a lot of, they don't hear a lot of, noise even when th- when things are going bad and um they're uniquely i think qualified to go into this kind of environment and shock some people if they stay true to who they are and can execute you know in the way that they have executed and it won't be easy it won't be easy but look you've been around this team whenever you get around this team and you talk to the principal players and you talk to mike you talk to cam you talk to tj Najee. These guys are 
these guys have 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 what it takes from a makeup standpoint. And that's what this time of year is about. This time of year is about makeup, mental toughness. Don't blink. Obviously, who's healthy, who's not. And um, this will be a fun matchup. This will, I think this will be one of those games where people are going to think Buffalo might Buffalo should kind of just roll right through this one. No, 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 no. I don't see it that way. Absolutely. Well, this is the last one for you, Lewis, because I know you're you're busy and you can answer it as uh as long-winded or as quick as you want. But <laughs> I mean, you you mentioned it there. I mean, this is the third season in a row the Steelers go to Buffalo. Two years ago, they shocked them in week one mm-hmm. with a bunch of turnovers and getting after Josh Allen. Last year, Kenny's first NFL start, they got thrown over Niagara Falls. Um yep. so, I mean, yep. zooming, you know, just some people are gonna laugh at this, but to me, when you get into a tournament of any kind. It's no fun if you don't look at the potential paths and look where you could go and play and what it would take mm-hmm. to get to the end of that field. The Steelers have the longest odds for actually winning the whole thing, of course. Do you agree sure. that, you know, if you had to bet your life savings on one of the 14 teams still standing, would Pittsburgh be your your last choice, given all the factors of being a seven seed in the AFC, what what have you? I mean, just what's the uh, – well, well, sure. how much I mean, do you, you fans have? <laughs> I mean, if you, if you have to stack them, yeah, I mean, I get, I get why they're going to be put where they're put. I mean, I get it. People are going to say, hey, look, you can do this to – you can have success to the Bengals. You can run all over the Seahawks in Seattle with that defensive front that hasn't stopped the run in years, it seems like. You can do that to a depleted Ravens team that rested a lot of their starters. That's fine. Some people are going to say it's fool's gold, and we don't believe it. And that's probably reflected in the, in the odds right now, and it's probably also reflective of – if you're backup quarterback who's had multiple chances to establish himself as the guy. Third string last, quarterback, really. <laughs> exactly. And last but not least, the guy who we started off this whole program talking about is probably not going to play. So yeah. your best player on the team is probably not going to play. You don't have a shot. You may be able to – I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll pull a rabbit out of your hat and win this game, but you ain't going to be able to sustain it. And you know what? Maybe that's right. The thing we all know about the tournament is people react differently when it's one and done. This team won't shrink. If they're not good enough, they're not good enough. If Buffalo's better, they're better. If they make mistakes and, you know, Mason turns it over or, you know, yeah, it could happen. If they can't get pressure on um, on Josh, but I'll tell you, This could be one of those that really shocks people. I really, I really do think so. Simply because there's something about playing when you are when you are free from burden and you're free from expectation. You see it with Mason, and I think this whole team is going to play that way. And I think they'll play very inspired because TJ won't be there. And at this time of year, these are the two positions that you better be playing well at are offensive line defensive line and your quarterback better not be turning the ball over and right now those three th- three things are happening for this team and they got wide receivers who it can be ugly as hell for a long time and boom george goes 80 that's what you know it, it's it's too hard to kind of grind it out all the time so they've got all the components and they've got a championship head coach yeah i like their chances i'll take them It'll certainly be interesting. It'll be intriguing to to think about, uh, you know, at, at this early point because I have think to uh, is, is will Minka be back this week? Yeah, he he. I think he's told some reporters after the game in Baltimore he's going to come back. So that'll be that would be gigantic, obviously. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it would have so, to go through Baltimore again if they uh, do find a way to win this week. And after that, it would be against the team that has beat them in their most recent matchup. So yeah. uh, uphill yeah. climb for sure. But uh, thanks for breaking all that down for us, Lewis. That's that's all I've got for you. And I really appreciate you taking uh, the time out of your day to jump on. So, of course, man. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks right. a lot. Yep. For Lewis Riddick, I'm Brian Badco. Thanks, as always, for watching the Chip Tamman Football Show here from the Post-Gazette. We'll see you next week. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.